When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. Now take a look back at some of the best parts of today's game presented by Advance Auto Parts. Well, early on, the two teams exchanged some punts, and it had a feeling out process in the early portion of the first quarter, but then the Duke defense decided they were going to change things a little bit. Brewer looking to throw to his left. Fires out of the backfield for Lovett across the 20, the 25 to the 26. Bounces off a couple of tacklers. The ball came out at the end, and Duke has it along the sideline with Singleton. At the 34-yard line, the first turnover of the day. It looks like Joe Giles Harris was the man who knocked it loose. Winning the turnover battle, so key for any team, especially on the road. Duke got the first one in a couple of plays. Later, they were dancing in the end zone. Harris out of the shotgun with Jackson standing to his left. Three wide receivers to the left, and Chris Taylor is the lone man to the right. Harris takes the snap. Delayed handoff, Jackson. Lots of room inside the 30. He is gone! Inside the 10 to the house for a touchdown. Deion Clark, the ball carrier. For Deion Jackson, that is his second rushing touchdown of his young career. 10 carries for 83 yards and that long touchdown, Dave. Deion Jackson been very impressive here early in the season. He has, and he compliments Britton Brown so well, getting in behind his pads, running with an aggressive nature. And the thing that's really exciting about him is you can also get him the ball in the passing game. He's such a versatile playmaker and making uh, the Baylor Bears uh, take notice there off of the first first touchdown for the Blue Devils. Baylor would move the football a little bit. They'd get close to the red zone. One field goal went missing of the left upright. Another field goal, the Duke defense decided to get involved. Right in the middle of the field. Good snap, good hold. It's blocked. Marquise Waters right up the middle. And this Duke defense holds once again. They came close on the first field goal. And Marquise Waters, wow, they call him an eraser for a reason. Defensively, got the speed to get over and make a tackle from across the field, this time exhibiting his short space quickness and extending for the block. An impressive play there. And, you know, one of the question marks coming into the game for a lot of people, Quentin Harris making his first start, was could he throw the football down the field? 
How about a hookup with T.J. Ramick? First and 10 for Duke off the Baylor 28. 8-13 to play in the second quarter. They got a 7-0 lead. Now Harris, a little pump fake to the left. Firing for Ramming. Wide open. He makes the catch and goes into the end zone with a touchdown. His second of the season, seventh of his career, and a 28-yard hookup has Duke in the end zone again. Question answered early in the game, Dave. <laughs> yeah, that was his uh, his long of the day, but he went on to, to catch two touchdowns for 55 yards on four catches. An impressive day for him, and he's really tried to take over and, and improve on his performance over the years past. And You can tell there's a difference about T.J. Ramming this year. Yeah, T.J. Ramming having an impressive start. That was a nice throw by Quentin Harris, who was 14 to nothing Duke, and really the defense was setting the temple for the Blue Devils, particularly in the first half. And Matt Rule all week long had been talking about Victor Demukeji and what an incredible player he was. Well, he got an up-close look in the second quarter. Around the shotgun, takes the snap to get it straight ahead, going nowhere. Lost a yard back to the 28. Victor Demukeji said, come here. And the Duke defense holds. And if you're a running back, that's not a good feeling. No, you don't want to be told, come here by the defensive lineman. And goodness, I mean, Demu is a difference maker up front for the Blue Devils. And I really think that you would have seen a, a bigger impact to the different injury issues that you had in the secondary if it weren't for the aggressive nature of the Duke defensive line. And it's led by Demu Duke would tack on a field goal, make it 17 to nothing, and way, way back feels like forever ago. We were talking in the first half. Duke got the football back with about four minutes to go in the second quarter, and they were going to get the football to start the third quarter. And would David Cutcliffe kind of slow things down, take a 17 to nothing lead to the locker room as they got the football back? We got our answer on the very first play of the drive. Out of the shotgun, Harris to throw on first down. There's your answer, lofting it down the left sideline for Lloyd, who makes the catch, and Jonathan Lloyd is gone! Touchdown! A 66-yard hookup, and it's 23 to nothing. Yeah, couldn't get the extra point to go there, but it was 23 to nothing at that point. A couple more highlights to come, but it sounds like things are moving around down at the Duke locker room. I'm sure it's a great atmosphere after a 40 to 27 win. Let's send it down to John. Yes, it sure is, David, and I'm here with the starting center for today, Jack Woldebaugh, getting his first career start at Duke. A lot of guys had that same thing happen to them today, but first of all, you got to be pretty pleased with how you guys had to battle to get this win here against Baylor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a great game coming down here, Texas. It was really hot. Uh, you know, everyone knows that we had some guys dinged up, so it was really great, you know, fighting through and getting that win. What is your mindset when you know some guys are going down during the game, like a couple offensive linemen, defensive backs, just at all, every position it seems like there's a little bit of adversity. What, what, what kind of mindset do you take when that all is happening? Yeah, I think we do a great job here with the next man up mentality. You know, uh, a guy goes down, you know, the next guy's in right away, you know, not even thinking about it. He's just going in and filling that spot and doing a great job at it. I think you might have played every snap on offense today, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, tell us just how you how you felt uh, being out there for the entire game here after really not playing uh, the two years you're at Ohio State before you got here. Yeah, it was great. You know, it's always fun out there. It was ti it was tiring at times. You know, we were running tempo. It's really hot out there, but uh, I loved every minute of it, and uh, I'd do it again every week if I could. I'm sure you would. And you also had a new starter at quarterback today, and uh, Quentin Harris. What was your impression of how he handled his first start? Even though he's a veteran, he's been around a while, and he's played a lot of football, but first time starting is also something special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So me and Quentin were together all camp with the twos. So me and him know each other pretty well out there on the field, and. I said it before, he handled everything like a real businessman, like he's a starter, even when he wasn't. So now that he is, you know, it's just smooth sailing. Does this give you a pretty good feeling about the potential of this team? We could come through and do something like this today with all the adversity that you've been facing? 
Yeah, I mean, we've had a pretty good feeling about ourselves since the beginning. We're just trying to prove it to everyone else. And how about overall, before I let you go, just offensive approach today after you had the 23 to nothing lead and coming out and start the second half. What, what you guys wanted to get done in that second half? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we started a bit slow, but, uh, you know, we've got to get that fixed. But really proud of us for coming out and getting another touchdown, putting some more points on the board after Baylor got a little momentum and taking that away from them. Yeah, good response there. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we'll see you back on the plane. Thank you. That's Jack Wallabaugh, guys. All right, John, thank you. And obviously getting his first start today as Harmon was nicked up a little bit, played really well as Duke's starting center. Let's finish up the highlights here, pick it up where Duke had a 23 to nothing halftime lead. And, and we talked at the break, Dave, about how Baylor was going to respond and, and come out with, you know, big plays in the second half. They blocked a punt for a touchdown, got back into this football game when it was 23 to 13. And then the Duke offense answered with a lengthy drive capped off with a beautiful strike. Harris takes the snap, going to throw to the left, lost it for ramming. He's got it! Touchdown! What a throw. There was pressure coming in his face. And the poise of a junior in his first career start hooks up with ramming for the second time today. And what an answer, a big answer to stretch the lead back to 17, 30 to 13. A little bit more to get to, but it's busy outside the locker room. Let's send it back to John. Yeah, now I'm here with uh, Duke defensive back Miles Hudzik. Miles, first of all, congratulations on the win. And just uh, some thoughts from you on what you guys did on defense when guys started falling today and you guys had to really step in and fill in and rally around everybody. Yeah, man, uh, I appreciate you. Uh, the congratulations. Um, you know, it's always a next man up mentality. Um, we practice hard, ones, twos, and even threes sometimes. Everybody got to step up. Um, everybody was ready today. I told Mike and Josh actually right before the game that I always got their back. If uh, if something happens, I'm I'm next up, and I got and I got them. So um, I'm just really proud of our defense. I'm really proud of our offense. Quinton did a great job. TJ did a great job. Um, so yeah, I'm just really proud of our off our, our offense and defense. We did a great job today, and Baylor and Baylor did a great job too. So it was a, it was a great fight. Yeah, you in particular did have to get Michael Carter's back right away, and he came up with an injury on that first series, and you were the, you were, you were got you were on the field. Uh, what was your mindset as you were going? What were you thinking when you're going in that early? You know, you don't expect an injury really that early in the game. Uh, I'm prepared. I was prepared. Um, you know, I battled through adversity today. Uh, I got a, a couple balls caught on me, but you know what? It's whatever. I got to just keep on moving on. Um, and like I said, Baylor did a great job, but. You know, we came out with the win, and that's all that matters. So, What do you think it is about this Duke defense that's able to fill in guys and plug in and still continue to come away with a solid performance here to get a win, even though some guys have been going down? Yeah, um, so we're a young team, a young defense uh, with that, and, um, you know, we have a lot of talent. We have a lot of talent, and we're really good. We're, we practice really well, so that's most important, um, and it uh, showed today, you know. Leonard, Leonard Johnson getting a pick six and everything, so. It's a great job. It seems like one thing that's been really important for you guys is the pressure you get from your defensive linemen and putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And you got some guys up there that have just re- just been relentless on opposing quarterbacks and backfields. How much does that help you, especially today? You know, for you guys, it helps so much. You know, pressure pressure creates interceptions and turnovers, um, and us defensive backs uh, strapping up them wide receivers creates sacks. So it's a it's a great uh, formulation we got going on. So well, good win, and thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Smiles, that's it, guys. All right, John, thank you. And Miles Hudzik, actually the leading tackler today for Duke with nine tackles, a tackles for loss. And a day, a Dave, I don't think he thought we'd see the field as much as he did, uh, but certainly made some impressive plays. Speaking of impressive plays, how about Duke's starting quarterback today? 12 of 30, 174 yards, three touchdowns, that long of 66. Oh, by the way, 14 carries for 83 yards and 128-yard run. It was a full day for the young man, and he's standing by with John. 
Yeah, thanks a whole lot, guys. And this was a full day. I think you went every snap on offense today, uh, your first career start. I know it's you know, you've been around, you've played a lot of Duke football, but a little bit of nerves or jitters just coming out the first time starting a game? Uh, you know, probably a little bit just because it's something, you know, a little bit unusual for me. I hadn't done it before previously, but, you know, I thought we had a great week of practice, had a great guy in Daniel Jones to lean on. I thought we had a great game plan, executed it really well throughout, throughout the week, and just had a lot of confidence in the, the guys, you know, to go out there and just execute the offense. We, we fully expected to, you know, kind of maintain our momentum from last week, and, you know, I thought we did a great job today, great team win. Was your preparation similar to how it always is? Because I know you've got to prepare every week to be one play away, and today you were playing, but did you change anything in your preparation this week? I didn't really. You know, I've, I've been in this role for the last year and a couple games now, so I'm very used to, you know, just preparing like I'm the starter each week because for a situation that happened like at Northwestern, you know, whenever Daniel went down, you know, I know I'm the guy, so I know i got to be ready each and every week, and so nothing really changed for me on a week-to-week -week basis. Did much change with the Duke offense between you've got two guys playing quarterback as far as what the, the kind of things you want to use on the, and utilize with your tools and weapons? No, you know, I don't think so at all. I mean, we might have had a couple more quarterback runs, this, just how the game played out. But I think, you know, they had full confidence in me. The coaches had full confidence in me to continue running the offense how Danny was running it. He left it, left it in a great spot. Obviously had a really great game at Northwestern before he went down. So, you know, we didn't expect to miss a beat. And, you know, we kind of continued our aggressive attack. You know, we you saw our receivers had a great game. So kind of continue with that momentum. And everything. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people that watch Duke football have seen you mostly as a running quarterback the times you've come in, and today certainly showed a lot of touch on some of those passes. Talk in particular about the long one to Jonathan Lloyd, which came at a really good time. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, just kind of saw the safety, the middle safety just rotating strong there. I knew we had uh, some two go routes on the outside, and, you know, John's been having a great start to the season, and, you know, I knew he was going to be able to kind of get open on that route, so I just, you know, gave him a chance, and he came down with it. He did all the work there. I just kind of bladed up for him, and he, you know, went up and got it and then, you know, finished it off, so it was great. The other one that seemed like it was really Really great time again. Good touch was the one to ramming in the second half, and it came. That also came at a good time because they had kind of closed the gap a little bit. You guys needed to answer. Did you feel some pressure that you needed to answer at that point to what they were doing, just to kind of get momentum back? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we felt uh, really any pressure. I know we wanted to go score at that moment in time, and you know, I knew we, you know, just to continue to be confident and just play within ourselves. We would, you know, execute things well. Um, that came at a great time. You know, we had just practiced all week. The coaches did a great job preparing us for different looks, and you know, was able to recognize the look and then you know, recognize the matchup to attack. So, um, you know, it, was, it worked out in our favor. And and TJ made a great play on the ball there. And you just used the word confidence, and I know you're confident in your own ability, but you have even more now going forward to come in here and have a 40 to 20 win, and you engineered the win for the Blue Devils. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, I try to maintain, you know, even keel, you know, mindset throughout the year. Um, you know, try, to, try not to get too high, try not to get too low. Just um, think if anything, it just solid it helped me solidify, you know, that I, you know, am more than capable of filling in in this role and, and you know, getting, getting a big win on the road against a Power 5 team. And the, other, the only other thing is that just it wasn't just the quarterback position where there was next man up. It was seemingly happening in every area of the team today since last week, defensive backs, offensive line. Uh, just talk a little bit about that kind of mindset that you guys have to and to be able to carry through with it and, and succeed with the next man. Up. Right, yeah. You know, our locker room and our coaches do a great job of kind of instilling a next man up mentality. Um, so, you know, obviously it happened with me and it happened a lot with our defensive backs on that side of the ball. I was really proud of the guys, you know, Anton Williams, uh, Leonard Johnson, Miles Hudson, getting a lot of snaps, you know, for the first time in a while. And I thought they played, you know, great football. I thought our defense played a very resilient game. And, you know, I'm just really proud of everybody in there and, you know, great team win. And, you know, I thought everybody stepped up when they needed to. Should be a happy ride home. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Okay, guys, that's Quentin. All right, John, thank you. And Dave, when you listen to him talk, it's hard for a lot of people to really wrap their head around a backup quarterback being a leader on the offensive side of the football. But when you talk to the skill position guys and some of the linemen and the coaches this week, they all look to Quinton as one of the leaders even before what happened to Daniel last week. Yeah, you're like, okay, you lose Daniel Jones. What does that do for the offense's mentality? What does that do for leadership on the field? And everybody's like, oh, 
it's, yeah, I mean, we'd like to have Daniel, but Quentin's just as good. I mean, he's a guy that we all trust, we love, and I think it's it's a respect factor that's really more important because he's gone in, they know he's done the work, he's prepared, and a, a teammate can look at him and say, all right, I trust this guy to go to battle for me. Finish up our game recap. Duke had a 30-13 to lead the last time we heard one of the calls. It was a ramming touchdown pass, seven yards from Quentin Harris. And that really gave Duke a little bit of breathing room in the third quarter. Meanwhile, in the fourth, Baylor would strike with a 25-yard touchdown pass, ending Duke's seven-game streak without allowing a point in the fourth quarter. It was 30-20 to at that point. An important drive, though, would follow for Duke. Nine plays, 62 yards. They took four and a half minutes off the fourth quarter clock. Colin Wareham finished it off with a 31-yard field goal, made it 33-20, to really put Baylor in a difficult position. They're going to have to be more aggressive on offense. They took some chances, and Duke made them pay. So we're under four minutes to go. Now lost one to the sideline, picked off. Down the sideline, Johnson. Inside the 30, going for the end zone to finish off the Bears. That's his first career interception. And then he takes it all the way home for 53 yards to make it 40 to 20. Kind of fitting that this Duke defense contributes on the scoreboard. They did just about everything else today. They sure did. And goodness, I mean, Leonard Johnson stepping up. He talked about that next man up mentality. So it's easy to say that, but then to actually execute on that and and not just in one position, but for it to show up in the defensive line. Linebackers, I mean, Ben Humphreys didn't play the whole game. He's a, a big-time player for the Blue Devils. Kobe Kwanzaa comes in and spells him. And it's, there's so many moving parts to this defense, and you really can't say enough about the job that the Blue Devils have done in recruiting, but then also in coaching and making sure that not just the first-team guy or the second-team guy, but all the way down to the third string is prepared to come in and contribute on game day.